Good morning and a happy, blessed Christmas to all of you. Over our Christmas and Epiphany, we're going to hear a lot about the people who come to see Jesus lying in his crib. We hear of angels and shepherds and wise men from the East. This morning, we see shepherds kneeling in awe. And in two weeks' time, it will be the turn of the wise men to kneel where those shepherds kneel tonight. Most of us have rather romanticized chocolate box views of the shepherds and wise men. Well, I'm looking at the figures in our manger scene. They're all dressed well. Not a spot of dirt to be found. Not a whiff of animal dung in the air. It's easy to like them. In the time of Jesus, shepherds did not have a good reputation. They were poor, dishonest, disliked, and not respected. They were marginal people in the eyes of most of polite Hebrew society. The wise men were not much better. They may have been rich, they may have been educated, but still they were pagans and they were foreigners. Both of those points would have been enough for them to be rejected and marginalized. And yet here is the amazing thing. Here is what is both awesome and mind-blowing at the same time. That God chose to reveal the good news of the birth of the Messiah to these groups of people. To the poor, the marginalized, the rejected, the pagan, the foreigner. God did not send his choirs of angels to the palaces of the rich and powerful, nor did he make his announcement in the temple or the synagogues of Judaism. That is truly good news for us who are gathered here today. How many of us are not poor in some way? Maybe materially poor. Or maybe poor in the regard of the world. How many of us do not experience being marginalized in one way or another? How many of us in our Trinity family are not from other places in Africa and the rest of the world? It seems to me that we are exactly the kind of people that the angels would appear to today. We are the kind of people whom God would choose to share the good news of the incarnation with. We are the people today who receive these tidings of great joy. So what do we do with this idea that just as 2,000 years ago, God chose the poor the rejected and the marginalized, to receive good news. He chooses us today 
to be privileged witnesses of the incarnation. And I think we are called to recognize, to rejoice, and to welcome. I don't think we can truly receive this good news as good news without firstly recognizing our brokenness, our inadequacies, and maybe even our marginalization. Many of us today don't want to acknowledge that we are sinners. We don't want to acknowledge that we have played a a role in the exploitation of our brothers and sisters. Maybe we are so proud of who we've become, our current identity, that we feel uncomfortable acknowledging that we have experienced discrimination and marginalization, both in society and in the church. This process of recognizing can be challenging for us. It can lead to an inner turmoil, a troubling of the mind and spirit. It can and should make us question assumptions that we've made. It should make us question the judgments that we've made and how we've lived out our faith. Only then can we truly rejoice in God's love for us, the marvelous plan of salvation, the wonder of the incarnation. If we have recognized our brokenness and rejoiced in God's love, then we are ready to welcome. Ready to welcome those just like us, who are the poor, the rejected, and the foreigner, and the ones considered impure, unclean. Only then are we ready to welcome Christ into the world and into the lives, into our lives. I'd like to conclude with the words of Pope Francis from an address he gave to the Roman Curia in 2017. And it's about Christmas. Christmas reminds us that a faith that does not trouble us is a troubled faith. A faith that does not make us grow is a faith that needs to grow. A faith that does not raise questions is a faith that has to be questioned. A faith that does not rouse us is a faith that needs to be roused. A faith that does not shake us is a faith that needs to be shaken. Indeed, a faith which is only intellectual or lukewarm is only a notion, an idea of faith. Faith can only become real once it touches our heart, our soul, our spirit, and our whole being. Faith can only become real once it allows God to be born and reborn in the manger of our heart. Faith can only become real 
when we let that star of Bethlehem guide us to the place where the Son of God lies. Not among kings and riches, but among the the poor and the humble. May you all have a truly blessed Christmas.